Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy, Romance, and all of the wonderful places they intersect. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. <clears throat> ah, delicious. I've got my J coffee cup today. For those of you who are looking at the video, and I got a note that the microphone on the podcast part is not as loud as it used to be. So I'm going to try to adjust that. I'm not using a microphone apropos of yesterday's podcast where I don't want to uh, have to add a bunch of equipment. Uh, I don't know if I just need to talk louder. Maybe I need to talk louder. I don't want to have to talk louder. I might see if I can adjust this uh, once the uh, once I've recorded it. Maybe I can process it and hype it up some. I'm not sure why it's quiet. I don't have a setting to change the input on the laptop. So the I mean the microphone doesn't have any way for me to adjust sensitivity. I don't know why. Somebody pointed out to me that I could do it on Zoom, that there is a Zoom setting that I could use to improve uh, microphone sensitivity, audio input, and that made it much easier for people to hear me. So maybe this um, laptop just doesn't have a very good mic input. Maybe I have to buy a new microphone. I don't want to. <laughs> Did I mention that? Anyway, I'll try to see if I can do some, uh, run it through something to make it a little bit louder on the, um, when I upload it. So anyway, today is Tuesday, November 17th. And, and it's Tuesday, November 17th. There, here we are, aren't we? I think I didn't mention yesterday. Maybe I did. I don't recall. But we, um, New Mexico has gone back into lockdown. And so we are uh, not going anywhere for Thanksgiving. So I was bummed about that. Am bummed about that. I will cook Thanksgiving dinner for uh, me and David. He's going this morning to buy a turkey. <clears throat> so... Uh, I guess that's how it goes, and of course many people suffering worse than than I am, but I was really hoping to go get to see family for Thanksgiving. So, alas, my mom was uh, very understanding about that, but I know she is disappointed too. But we're shooting for Christmas. Maybe we can get together for Christmas. So let's see here. Um, I got a really nice message from an author friend who listened to yesterday's podcast. And as happens uh, sometimes, she said that uh, yesterday was exactly what she needed to hear. I don't think that has anything to do with me. I think that has to do with the, the universe throwing stuff our direction. Um. If anything, the gain on my on Zencaster looks quieter than ever. I don't know if I can move this 
I don't know where the microphone is. That's what I was looking at. Is it here? <laughs> if you're on the video, you can see me like turning my laptop around trying to figure out where the microphone is. Oh well, I'm going to stop messing with it. So, um, sorry, fatally distracted by the very small spikes on Zencaster. What's funny is, apparently I'm not letting this go, uh, when I have interviewed other people, the the spikes are much larger, you know, the, the amplitude. Um, so there should be a way to to make this more sensitive because it's more sensitive at other times, right? And little known facts about me, I actually studied, my PhD work was in auditory physiology in pallid bats, which I know is esoteric and strange. So I used to know a lot about audio stuff because we, we would do work with them in a oscilloscope and so forth. But apparently this knowledge has like dropped out of my brain because um, I'm not getting this figured out. All right, I'm going to stop obsessing. I'll figure it out when I'm not on Instagram live or, or not on the podcast. Anyway, uh, my author friend who I will call Sally, uh, not her real name, uh, sent me a really nice email about yesterday's podcast. And I do think that that the universe throws things our way when we need to hear them. So I think that it's not necessarily that I was saying exactly the right thing. I don't think it's me. I think it's the universe gave her my words at the right time. But she said they really hit her yesterday. Sally, by the way, is the name that I gave my imaginary little sister when I was a girl because I'm an only child. And for quite a while, I was bugging my mom to provide me with a little sister. And <laughs> which she did not do, but I named her Sally. Okay. I'm going to obsess about this a little bit more. I'm trying lifting up the screen to see if that changes it. No, it doesn't. Hmm. Yep, I don't know. Okay, anyway. Sorry, Sally. <laughs> I did ask her if it was okay to talk about some of the things that she said. But, you know, she said she was talking about just what a hard year it's been. And for her, it's been difficult in particular because uh, she's had um, marriage troubles uh, on top of being stuck in quarantine and having to homeschool and uh, in a city where things have been really super locked down for a long time. And she is like, like so many, a mid-career author. And I find it interesting that with the author coaching that I've been offering and that the people have been contacting me and wanting to talk are 
not so much the newbies. I, I got some of those, and I think I mentioned this yesterday, but that there's so many authors who are like in the middle who have five or six books and that they they are the ones who who are struggling and of course this year has been very difficult for everybody as far as creativity there have been huge upheavals in our home lives people who are normally out working are now um at home <laughs> home working but still at home and in our faces and it's um you know, having that routine and ritual can be so huge for creativity. And I read a statistic, and I'm not sure if it's true. I need to look up to see if it's true. But it seemed like a reputable source at the time, saying that a vanishing small number of authors ever publish more than like five or six books. And it's not because... Uh, they are people like Donna Tartt, who publish one book every 20 years, which is nice work if you can get it. I don't know what Donna Tartt makes for money. Maybe she was the, or does for money. Maybe she was so hugely successful with The Secret History that it kept, provided her enough money that she didn't have to keep writing after that. Because it was like 20 birds, 20 birds, 20 years until her second book, which I think was called Little Bird, something like that. But apparently the business is tough enough on authors in general that many stop after a few books. And I certainly know a lot of authors that that happened to, you know, that they did a few books with a traditional publisher and then let it go um, for whatever reason felt that they'd failed the 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 authors who make it huge on their first book um, are few and far between and often what happens is that authors who do very very well on that first book and Sally is one of those Sally did hugely well with her first book and her first series and then she did something different, which did not do nearly as well. And, and that's not a surprise, actually. Um, and it's nothing against Sally. It's just that we don't know why some books hit and others don't. You can try to reverse engineer it and try to figure out why this book did really well and that one didn't. But... The odds are, is if your first uh, episode, <laughs> sorry, I just got a message popped up and I and it said episode in it and I need to have it not pop up like that. <laughs> I'm so easily distracted. This is why I have all of my notifications turned off. This was a new thing. All right, let me regain my train of thought. Oh. So for an author who is not a phenom, okay, so we're talking about not Sarah J. Moss or uh, Dorinda Jones or J.K. Rowling. I'm going to throw all of them into one bucket. You, those people reach a certain level of success 
that no matter what they do afterwards, they have such a huge fan base that they that they do very well anyway. Though they may not do as well as they did with that first book, whatever one that took off for them. Uh, many authors who do very well with that first book, uh, like my friend Sally, it, it's going to be almost inevitable that what you do next is not going to do as well. And it's not because Sally isn't a wonderful author, because she is, and that she doesn't have great ideas. It's because lightning doesn't strike twice, right? So we, we love the lightning. Lightning is awesome, but it's also beyond our control. So that's one answer I have for some of the questions that Sally was posing is, um, you know, of course it's difficult that the next books did not do as well. I'm getting a dappling of the sun <laughs> through the window, through the tree outside the window. It's it's an evergreen shrub that's very tall. Uh, so I keep, that's why I'm moving my head to try to avoid the dapples shining directly into my eye. Um, it's perfectly okay to, to be sad that the next series didn't do as well as the first. And it's no reflection on you. It's just, that's how things work. And, um, you know, if we could be assured of having everything we do turn to gold, then that would be awesome, but then everybody would be turning stuff to gold, and that's you know the 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 world is light and dark, right? Where we there's a lot of binary in our universe, the the yin and the yang, right? And if you don't have the downside, you don't recognize the upside. So, uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk to Sally about was she was saying that she knows that it's taking her a long time to write the book she's currently writing. And she said that she knows she needs to keep moving forward, but that she keeps going back and circling and looking over what she read before and messing with it. And there's, and she said, maybe it's just her process. So there's a few things to this. Maybe it is just your process. And that is, as I'm always saying, find out what your process is and own it. To, you know, refine your own process. It almost never works to change your process, to try to make it be somebody else's process. Uh, that said, it's also important to be brutally honest with yourself and look at, is this really a process? That's part of the find out what your process is. Is that your process or is it um, displacement activity? Is it a way of avoiding? Because we know we love to avoid, right? So I have an exercise for you, Sally. Let's try something. When you finish writing today or tomorrow, whenever you see this, the next time you stop for the day, I want you to take like the paragraph of where, where you stop and paste it into a new document. 
Uh, and I know some of you people use Scrivener and stuff, and so I and I don't use Scrivener; it gives me hives. So I, however, this works. But I want you to put this into a whole new thing with just that paragraph, and then the next day when you go to write, only open the new document. So you can screw around with that one paragraph if that's what you need to ramp up and warm up for the day, and then go forward. And don't let yourself look at. Don't even open the old document. So my friend Dorinda Jones sent me this great video on willpower and I should find the link and share that because it was very interesting because they were talking about the people who are the best at willpower are the ones who figure out ways not to test their willpower, which I think is kind of cool. Uh, so they do things like, um, turn off the internet, you know, have something that locks them off of the internet and that way they can't look. Or there's, um, part of it is like, there's these things like these lock containers that you can buy that sort of look like a sugar jar to me with a plastic lid. And they can like take the game controller, put it in there and set a timer so that it doesn't go off for like six hours or something. And then once they know that they can't get to that game controller, then it releases something in them. And so they don't actually have to exert the willpower to resist grabbing the game controller and playing because it's, it's no longer on the table. And it sounds like a trick that we're playing with ourselves, which it is kind of, but the, in the video, they talk about that that willpower that we have a finite amount of energy to put into that like decision-making power. So everything that we can do to remove anything that tests that energy that forces us to spend energy exerting willpower, then saves us that energy for something else. Right? So, so that's what I suggest. Try that. See if you can just open this new document and then you can always go back and paste them into your old document, whatever you want to do, but don't let yourself even look at what you've written so far, just write and go forward and just see if that works. I think that this is part of learning what our process is. If you can't do it, if it doesn't work at all, and, and I think you should give it a week, um, ideally give it 30 days because it's a new habit, but if it's, you know, I know you don't necessarily, if it's flat, not working, you don't want to lose a month of work. So, but give it a try, give it a try for a little while and test to see, is this really your process to keep circling back? Um, and one more thing about process that I want to bring up is don't let other people tell you what your process is because people will fuck with your process. Um, and that includes me, uh, you know, you're the one who has to te test this. This is a suggestion. So if you decide, no, Jeffy, this is not going to work. You're the one who knows, right? Uh, but it puts me in mind of a story. Another author friend told me that, uh, she's a big fan of movies and TV shows. She draws a lot of inspiration from them. And she said that she used to, when she was plotting her books, that she would sit in front of the TV set with it turned off. So just a blank screen. And she would sit there and look at it 
and imagine her story playing out on the screen. And she's a very visual author. She's very good at creating kind of a movie in your head sort of author. And she would watch it play out on the screen and, and outline from that. And it worked really well for her until her husband made fun of her for it. And her husband, you know, gave her shit about it and said, you look so stupid sitting there in front of a TV that's turned off. What are you even doing? Uh, noteworthy to add that said husband is not a creative, not an author, uh, not a best-selling author like she is. Uh, but she stopped doing it. And she was kind of bemoaning that. She's like, I wish... I wish I was still doing it that way. And I said, go back to doing it that way. And she's like, yeah, yeah, maybe I should. But, you know, those are powerful things when people make fun of you for something like that. And I don't have a good um, answer for it other than divorce, which I know is not always an option. But you do have to kind of develop that thick skin, which you need as an author anyway, especially if you want to get past the first few books and uh, continue your career. And that's another thing for you, Sally, is, you know, right at the point that you're at around five, six books, it's, it's a real watershed mark. And a lot of us want to give up then if we, if we don't feel like we're Sarah J. Moss by then. It's also important to remember that even Sarah J. Moss, and I don't know her, so I can't speak for her, but we don't know. She might feel like her most recent book, she might be saying, why didn't it do as well as Throne of Glass? Um, how come I can't replicate Throne of Glass? And it's because lightning, right? All right, so I'm going to go on my way and get busy, but on Thursday, I will talk more, if I remember, <laughs> about, um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not going to commit. <laughs> I was starting to, and I thought, no, no. So we'll see. But feel free to post questions in the comments or uh, on the blog post and or email me, and I'm happy to address stuff like that. I'll remind you all that First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all on Thursday. You all take care. Bye-bye.